Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at luminousanglican.com. Welcome to the Feast of the Transfiguration. Matthew 17, 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became bright as light. Suddenly, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will set up three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and they were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And then they raised their eyes. They saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of our Lord. To be wise is to be eternally curious. Frederick Buechner We are a room full of mystics. The disciples were, the early church was, Jesus was, is. The word mystical was included in early liturgies of the church, mostly in reference to baptism and communion. It is a sacramental reality. Bishop Todd's insight last week on the Holy Spirit can actually help us with where we're going today in regards to the story of the Transfiguration. Now, the the scriptures are riddled with paradox, mystery, and even contradiction. If you don't believe that, then you haven't read much of it. Now, we cannot restrict the spiritual life to tidy boxes of certainty and perfection. Furthermore, if we could neatly prove away all mystery surrounding God we'd end up with a very small, sterile version of God. Someone once said, everything in the Bible is true, and some of it actually happened. (laughs) Our words and thoughts, our frameworks, will never come close to capturing the fullness of God. Nor will 
human contradiction discredit holy realities. Now that may be why Jesus used stories that started with the kingdom of heaven is like. Matthew, also known as Levi, was another tax collector, so he wasn't liked by Jewish people. Why would Jesus tap yet another guy like this to follow him and even eventually write about his adventures? The Gospel of Matthew. In today's story, we read about a peculiar event, the transfiguration, which means to change form or appearance, a beautiful or spiritual state. To be a mystic is to have communion with God. Experiential knowledge of spiritual realities. Each one of us have probably experienced something otherly at some point in our life. Something unexplainable. Years ago, I began to wrestle with God about many things, about mortality, death, and eventually the dysfunctions of the church and her people. I was surprised that the mysteries of God resurrected my faith. I've mentioned this before. Carl Reiner said, the Christian of the future will be a mystic or they will not exist. This isn't to romanticize the idea of mysticism, nor is it to entice emotionalism as a prerequisite for spiritual life. It may mean something like Knowledge is fine, but embodiment is the way. Becoming transformed by the light of Christ, the peace that is incomprehensible and just as real as the oxygen we breathe. Christ tells his disciples in this story, do not be afraid. This cloud of God, the voice of God, their fear was reverence and trembling. But what if that is holy wisdom for times of change, transition, transformation. What if they are the means by which we step into our own change? Maybe it wasn't only Jesus who changed on the mountain in this story. 
Maybe it was also Peter, James, and John. Maybe their eyes were opened and their seeing and belief changed. And if that's true, then it means that every change, whether good or bad, wanted or unwanted, joyful or sorrowful, is illuminated with the divine light and cloud of God. And in classic form, on the way back down the mountain, Jesus instructs them to do not speak about what happened. Now, perhaps he knows that without being there, people wouldn't believe them. And maybe it's best for it to remain a mystery for now. So today's imitation Maybe something like this. Release for a time the compulsion to resolve the mystery and simply delight in the possibility that God is. That God is in the stillness, calm and sunshine, as well as in the chaos, storm and darkness. I'm going to close with this thought from Callistus Ware. Christianity is more than a theory about the universe, more than teachings written down on paper. It is a path along which we journey in the deepest and richest sense, the way of life. Faith is not the supposition that something might be true, but the assurance that someone is there. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.